0: ladies and gents, it's that time, turn up your speakers, strap on a smile, it's The Sims and Lefko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lefko, and Chris Right, okay, what is, oh, hi. How you doing, kid? Good to see you. It's good been to a see while. you. <laughs> uh, episode 52, feeling good. Uh, I'm technically off this week, but I'm coming in because this Sims and Go podcast never dies. Uh, episode 52, who oh. you
1: got? Well, I mean, come on, that's the easy one. Ray Lewis right off the bat, Patrick uh, Willis, uh. Uh, back Pepper Johnson in my old days. Are we gonna keep playing
0: this music the whole time in my ear or does it ever stop? It does. You don't normally have your eye I on don't. it. It goes for about two minutes oh, and then we fade it. Down. down and like it, they fade it. Oh, they fade DJ it. DJ Stylus. Okay. My 52, the first one I thought of is Barry Gardner. <laughs> Just stay with my low level Eagles. Uh, Gabe Stinky Fingers. CC a Good one there. Thank you, Gregors. And uh, Josh, you guys. I don't have a Rutgers, Rutgers guy this week.
2: I brought up Ray Lewis in the bathroom, and Gabe and I were talking. He had CC, but that's all I got. No Rutgers guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, no Rutgers guys. That's disappointing. That's disappointing. I know. I can't that's have one every true. week. The the Rutgers football history is not that illustrious. Well,
1: you know, he's no longer Mother Hen anymore. He's you know Johnny production sheets, Johnny spreadsheet now. He's running the company now, so I don't really
0: get to talk to him much. anymore. Let's see who's running the podcast. Enough out of you. Control room. What's going on? Control room. How are you? Beautiful people. Oh, Look hello. at the locks on Simperman. Hey, looks like he's on a fourth line. On I the see defense. you back there, Steinmetz. I see George. I see Ryan. I Little see Michele. Michelle. Oh, they're so good. We got Amelia here today. Good to see you, Amelia. How are you? Uh, this is the Calm Before the Storm. So we're going to have a lot of Combine talk. We have cameras live in Indianapolis. Josh. He's telling me we're going to have Jack Del Rio, so that should be interesting. If he doesn't come on, that's even better. We'll do some early draft analysis, Broncos quarterback situation, get into a lot of things. It's actually funny because I'm off this week, and I'm spending a lot of my time thinking about how we're going to change the podcast. I love the podcast, obviously, but we're going to change it up. I'm going to give Sims a challenge flag. We haven't okayed that with Josh yet, but it's going to be good. I like the challenge um, flag.
1: Josh shouldn't get a challenge flag, though. Josh can get like a penalty flag if yeah, he wants, that's but he doesn't one. deserve to get a challenge flag. We'll explain
0: flag. it more when we officially I'm going to no comment this for the time being. Josh is just sitting there going, "We I want to talk about this behind closed doors. Um, <laughs> let, let me ask you, so free agency going on right now. Has right. anything caught your attention in the NFL Free agent franchise tag wise or I, anything like that. I, I, I can't say anything uh, it's been special. Quiet. It has
1: been very quiet. I think really the big thing is just to see where these franchise tags go. Is Doug Martin does he get franchised in yeah. Tampa? Uh, Josh Norman, yeah, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, yes. right. Those are very interesting. Me, the the most Would you it,
0: franchise tag people as a GM. Uh,
1: it depends like, on my the desperate need. Like I think like Chicago is a very instant interesting one because there you have Alshon Jeffrey, who of course has been their best receiver the last few years. Yeah. Um You have Kevin White, who's the seventh. Maybe going to be good. Exactly. We don't know what he is. We don't know his health status. But you don't necessarily want to put
0: all that money to Alshon long-term. But yet, you also don't want to risk losing him and say, oh,
1: wait, Kevin White's foot's still messed up and he can't play the first five weeks, so that's going to be a good one. Denver Broncos are really the one. Oh, my gosh. Because I don't think people, I don't think the everyday fan, we're in the weeds here and we talk about all this stuff so much, but... I don't think anyone realized how awesome Malik Jackson is. So the
0: Denver situation right now, of course, is they're waiting on Peyton Manning. Right. You have Von Miller. Right. You have, what are you going to do with DeMarcus Ware's salary? Yes. You got Malik Jackson, who's a free agent, too. Right. That's a lot of guys that are going to ask for a lot of money. A lot. And Malik, that's been public, has been asking for, he wants 75. They're offering him 50. And then you got Von Miller, who... He's going to ask for JJ Watt money. And yeah. he should. Somewhere between 50 and 60 million guaranteed. Of course he should. He's in the start of the prime of his career. Yeah. So it's going still this and I, way. I will say this, though. It's going to be fun to watch because I've always said John Elway is the most decisive GM in the NFL. Yes. And whatever he does, you kind of have to agree with because he's been doing it the right way. He's not scared to make tough decisions. All right. So it, look, there's, right. we're still waiting. And th- I think a lot of deals get done this week because you have a lot of GMs at Indy. You have a lot of agents in Indy. Yes. Uh, a lot of, I think a lot of the groundwork gets Teens done this week. Teams are just, they are just,
1: a lot of front offices have just got done watching all pro personnel. So they're
0: not, so a lot of them haven't even gone to the college yet. No, a lot of them have not. Now so what, what are they, they doing with right the now? extra,
1: the, the schedule change as far as players cannot come to the facility now until April.
0: Yeah. So there's extra time for these coaches. So yeah, it's all been about. So what are they watching film? Film of their own teams and just evaluating the one evaluate
1: maybe for the first week to 10 days. Okay. Let's go back, let's look at our own guys, let's have some staff meetings, let's talk about things we were good and not good at, Right players that we thought w- maybe played well that didn't play well when we went right. back and reevaluated. and then they're going to get into free agency and start looking so then at it. They're,
0: they're already going to have a list. So who makes the list of free
1: agents they might look at? Well, it depends on the team and how they do it. Some teams just go... Uh, if, if you're the quarterback coach, they go look at every free agent quarterback.
0: Okay. Other teams
1: might just they're go, not logging
0: on a Bleacher Report and looking at top free agents. No, and no, they're that. definitely not. No, okay. they have they have
1: tapes ready in their system. That's the stuff that you used to. Right, do. Right, right. Per exactly, right per your team, and then you can just go in there and go, okay, free agent quarterbacks. Let me watch Kirk Cousins. And on how every many third games down. would you
0: watch on Kirk Cousins I, if I, you were interested in a free agent? I think you, I think a coach is going to watch somewhere between
1: a hundred should should watch a hundred to hundred and fifty throws somewhere in that. And how much do you think they actually was? Well, I think... A lot of times what they do at first is watch. They try to watch maybe somewhere between 60 and 80 yeah. to get a feel. And then if they feel like the team is very serious about signing the guy, then they'll go back and go, you know what, I'm going to watch a little do more. Do you this think guy.
0: there's some like we were talking about Alteron Werner? Right. We were like, there was just a bad sign. Yeah. Like it didn't make sense. Right. Do you think there's times where people do look at press clippings and stats and don't actually watch, and then they just sign it because of the name? I definitely – yes, do. Who I are some do. people that you think – Well, I, I don't know if I'm going to here your name. Sims. But no,
1: but it, it, there there is – we talked about it a lot on this podcast. There's so many GMs and front office people yes. who don't necessarily do. It's quite, crazy. Your the job homework. is awesome, right? So uh, I think there is that issue. Are we getting close for? I don't, I don't know. know. No, i no, looking over there. Josh is
0: turning his microphone.
1: But every organization does it their own way. Some organizations, the GM's going to go, "Hey, uh, offensive coordinator, just look at these ten guys. I want you to look at these ten guys. Give me your thoughts. All positions might be scattered out. Man. Might be two guards, one tackle, a receiver. Blah blah yeah. blah." So it's all dependent on that. So that's
0: one thing that has always upset us is people in really cool positions that don't do the work. Sure. There's two things this week that I think kind of upset both of us. I'm going to do mine. I'm going to set you up for yours. Okay. I don't understand why we've had so many retirement news breaks lately. (laughs) Uh, Calvin Johnson was one. Andre Johnson happened on on Wednesday. Uh, And then there was another one recently where it's like reporting that a guy is going to retire, and then he comes out and goes... No, I, I'm not going to retire. I haven't made that decision yet. Right. Reporters, stop it! Like re- retiring is something that like it just happens. It's when someone chooses to retire. Like stop. Like I don't understand why. Like I know that's like your job to yes. kind of do that, but at the same time, <laughs> go ahead, cough it up there. That's no, almost done. Is that Joe Camel? No, no stop. Uh. <laughs> My mom got really upset that you were saying that. By the way, sorry, but, Mama. Left yeah, up. but no. But I just I don't understand. It's like. Uh, My my first thought was, are the teams putting this out for negotiation tactics? Could that be a thing?
1: Well, the teams are definitely, I think it doesn't come out of nowhere. I do think the media people write it because somebody in the team team has called them or talked to them and said, hey, Calvin's kind of tossing around retirement. So then the media guy, of course, reports that right away. But how does that help the team? But also, yes, teams throw it out there because now it puts the public pressure on the player a little bit. Because oh. the te- the fans, they ma- need to make a the decision. The fan base starts to go, "Hey, Calvin, can you make a decision? We need yeah. to, we need to know what we're going to do in free agency." I understand, draft. That. And so. I
0: guess that's the thing. Then if then I'm not upset the reporter because they're just doing their the job, yeah, right, the messenger. Right. But the team, it's like you had a guy like Calvin Johnson who was in like an all pro for your team for nine years. Yeah, so now you're like, up, Hey, get out the door. Shut
1: up and let him do his thing. Right, exactly. Show him He's the respect. Earned it. Maybe tell him, hey can you please have a decision by this time? Yeah. That would be nice and cordial, sure.
0: Sorry, reporters, that, but, yeah. that was
1: a bad take. Well, just to throw them out there yeah. is ridiculous. But, hey, that's my another issue with the NFL. I thought that was another inter- interesting thing we saw yesterday be- before I even get on to my topic. But I love the thought, I don't know where I read it, about players – not taking the wonderlick at the combine. I don't know if you read yeah, this. Yeah, why? It's because just, they, No, no,
0: I love th- Why would you take that thing? The, the NFL is the has only time it ever comes out is if you if either went to Harvard right. or if you got a 7 like Vinci. On. Agreed. Agreed. It's totally wrong. The NFL has what become What did you think of the wonderlick when you took it?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know how useful it is. I understand it gives you a baseline of maybe some comprehension skills, but like I've told you before, I took one illegally from a team at Texas, like the one of the scouts came in and he goes like a practice no.
2: A practice wonderlick? Pra- yeah. It was a
1: real wonderlick, but yeah, it was a practice okay. wonderlick. I had an organization that was interested in me, a scout that was around a lot. He comes in and practice. He goes, hey, can I get you here just for like 10, 15 minutes? I want to talk to you. And he sat me down. He goes, here's the wonderlick. I just want to see where you're at. So I took it. Uh, not going to say the team, but regardless, I got like a 27 on that. So I was like, oh, that's pretty good. I think combine, I think I got a 23 or a 24, but only because Man, I got... You stupid. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> we know that. But... I only got lucky with What's some of the good? Vo- I got lucky with some of the vocab words on the one I did well on. I just happened to know a few what more words? vocab vocab. Right. Yeah. Vocab. <laughs> Do you
0: remember any of them? No. So it would say like
1: what is at ad- like Well yeah, you go through a section dexterity. It's 60 questions. And each question gets progressively harder. Dude, how nervous are kids at the combine? Very. It's it's. I told I told Josh this yesterday, and it's one of the most nerve-wracking things you do as a professional. Because it's like
0: four days. Well, it's four days.
1: You're out of your element. You've you realize and you make fun of all the time of how players are such creatures of habit and yeah. they like routine well you're totally out of your routine at the combine it's get up at 5:30 in the morning hey we're going to send you to the medical office you're going to sit there for 3 hours before we actually how evaluate poked and you how much prodded did you get uh, they really like to the point where you're sore the next day you go damn i got to run today and my knees are sore because they gave me the ACL test and tested my And is it like ankles? the
0: 32 different doctors that are doing it? No,
1: they usually have like five doctors that are there to represent everybody, right? So they're there for the whole NFL to say, okay, every team's going to get to check a guy out when they come and visit, right? If they gotcha. have the, it, the visits during yeah. prior, prior to the draft. But... Yes, they're gonna have five doctors and in the all hospital. just press it on your knee. They're gonna go through all your history, press on everything. Man, you know, oh I, I see you uh, you know, fractured your ankle, your freshman year in high school. Well, they're gonna make you get an x-ray on it, even though you've played ninety games since then. Uh, they're gonna make you do all double check any other injury. Did you've Jack ever had. Del
0: Rio ever interview you during the combine? Did you, <laughs> no. ever, did you meet him? Uh,
1: let's see. Del Rio at the time was in Jacksonville. You know what? Uh, no.
0: I don't think I I don't think we did meet him prior to that. Can you like really like a coach after you meet him and can you really hate a coach at the Combine? Like did you have those reactions? No. Like, oh, I really want to play for that guy? Well yeah,
1: I had teams where I was certainly more excited for I can't even remember the teams I met with all the time at the Combine. It's such a blur, all of it. Really? It's a blur. It's it's literally it's, you know, okay, a normal day, like I just said, you could do that. You go to the medical you got to stay there. Maybe you're there for five, six hours. Some guys are there for eight hours. It's yes. unbelievable, some of the stories. Then you go back. Oh, here, we're going to give you two 200-question tests. Take right. the test. Oh, go eat dinner real quick, and then in 20 minutes, you have a 7 o'clock meeting with the Green Bay Packers. And then at 7.15, so, you're so the Tennessee So we're, we're going to
0: welcome Jack Del Rio to the podcast now, head coach of your Oakland Raiders, the man, the myth, the legend, JDR. Uh, what are you doing during this whole time? Chris has kind of given the perspective of what a player does. What is a typical day for you like at the combine?
3: Yeah, you have to remember, I, I actually had that experience as a player before <laughs> right. as well. And it's changed a great deal. Changed a great deal. Um, no, I, you know, as a coach, I mean, I'll, I'll go, we'll sit down on the busiest of nights, we'll sit down at 6 o'clock, and every 15 minutes, a new player is in front of us, and we'll go to 11 o'clock. So we'll get five oh, hours straight. Wow. So as tough as it is on some of the players, it's a grind for us, too, but uh, part of the process.
1: Well, how, how do you balance this whole process out right now, just between evaluating a kid on college film, watching the workout, getting to know him as a person? Uh, I guess what part of that is the most important phase to you, uh, just looking at it overall?
3: Well, I think for sure the, the part you have to wait the most is the production on tape. You know, what you see a guy do mm. on tape, and then you have to be able to gauge the competition. But um, certainly, you know, it's all a part of what you're developing on the guy, on the prospect, in terms of you know adding it all up. It all it all counts. It all plays a role. I don't think you can you can take one thing and make it too important. I think right. it, it's all important collectively. The data that you that you collect, uh, and then then what makes it easy, like a guy like Amari Cooper last year. You know, you get a guy that's clean physically that uh, has no issues ca- with character, uh, has production at the highest level at Alabama, and so a guy like that ends up being a real clean pick for you, and uh, easy to build a lot of consensus in the room that, yeah, this guy's, this guy, now those no-brainers, they are they're not a whole lot of those no-brainer yeah. picks like that, but that was certainly one last well, year. Well, you
0: guys now, I mean, we loved your draft last year, yes. Mario Edwards, all those guys, mm-hmm. we thought you now that it. Reggie, man, is killing it these last few years. Uh, the coolest, we went to Raiders training camp last year and we got to see Amari in action yeah. and Sims immediately went, this guy is, is different, he's special. We interviewed Justin Tuck a few weeks ago and he said, I think he said like seven words. Um, the growth and maturity okay. of that kid, what are you That's expect right. in this offseason and do you think he's going to talk at all any, anymore?
3: <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll begin to open up a little bit. He has, he's gotten more comfortable with his teammates. Uh, he'll talk a little bit but that's fine with me. I don't you know, yeah. we don't need we don't need to talk about it You know one of the things for us this year You know because people are are kind of excited about how we're tracking and, and and so am I But it's not about talking about what we're going to do next year It's about putting in the work the sacrifice the time the effort Acquiring a few more of those uh, Mario Edward types those Ugh. those Amari Cooper types that can help us be You know you bring in great players it helps you be a great coach.
1: Right. I mean, of course, Coach Del Rio, you had an unbelievable year with the Raiders back in your hometown. Two things, two-part question. You know, what what, what are the things right. you're looking at improving your football team this offense, offseason, whether it's free agency, the draft, what positions are you guys looking at specifically? And with the, the potential move of the Oakland Raiders, how much of a distraction is that to you and your football team?
3: Okay, well, I think, first of all, the, the working backwards, I think – I don't think the distraction of of the move is, is really an issue for us. I think you know really the same thing last year that I said is the same thing that really applies this year even though we had some events take place that is that Mark Davis in his heart of hearts really wants to be in Oakland. Uh, that's, where we're, that's where we've got a lease to be there next year. We've got an option to be there two years after that so really the next three years and um, obviously the business uh, will continue to look for opportunities to give us a long-term home but for now that's where we are and so it's all about where you are here and now in this league anyway. It's a year-to-year league. It's a week-to-week league, so mm-hmm. I think that's the way we'll approach it. Uh, we're, we're here. Let's go to work. Uh, in terms of what we've got to do, we've got to have a great offseason. You know, we've got a chance to fortify ourselves. Uh, in particular, in our secondary, I've already laid that out here today. Uh, in our secondary, you know, we've got to be stronger. We've got to be tack- better tacklers. We've got to be more competitive on the ball. Uh, we've got to be better in the back end, there's no question about that. So that's an obvious one that I can put out there. Um, And we've got to have a great offseason. You know, it's not about. I thought last year we laid a great foundation in terms of understanding what it looks like to compete Mm. each and every week. Now we need to learn uh, 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 how to win more consistently.
0: I thought the cool thing, too, is you had a guy at every level of the defense last year that has won a Super Bowl and been a model veteran. Charles Woodson, of course, Super Bowl MVP Malcolm Smith, and on the D line, Justin Tuck. Who takes over leadership now? Who, Who do you give those reins to?
3: Yeah, you don't you don't give it to anybody. I think they earn it. I think, you know, as you bring in new players, whether it be a, a veteran through free agency or whether it be a, a young man in the draft or one of your players that's there now that, you know, a Khalil Mack type guy that, that finds himself in a bigger role and and and, and it types, it's time to break out, you know, and there's not Justin Tuck there to lead the room. Now it's your turn to lead the room. So some of those guys will emerge that, that are there now. Some of those guys will bring in through free agency. And then, you know, obviously you add young guys, and I don't ever put a... I don't ever, ever put a cap on a guy. If Amari wanted to jump up and lead the room, he could have. He just didn't feel like getting up and talking. That
0: would be awesome.
3: <laughs>
1: well, wow. well I, I'm glad you brought up Khalil Mack's name. I, I mean, can you tell us, tell some of our viewers, how Khalil Mack measures up to some of the great guys you've been around in your past? You were just with Von Miller. We saw what he did in the Super Bowl. Uh, just give us some comparison
3: of what yeah. kind of yeah, talent and he and is. And your
0: playing days, too.
3: Yeah, you know, to me uh, – Guys like Khalil are rare, you know. Um, guys like Vaughn are rare. I think the, what, what we have is a, a guy who play, they play similar positions in that they're gonna impact the edge of the defense, they're gonna impact the quarterback. You know, in, in Khalil's case, he's probably 25 pounds, 20 to 25 pounds heavier than Vaughn, <laughs> so he's more of a power player. Right. You know, Vaughn has um, uh, unbelievable bendability and acceleration, that's what Vaughn is, is so special at. Uh, Khalil has a little more power to his game, so it's a little different approach. Uh, they're both obviously great players. We're glad we have Khalil. You
0: and, and John Fox, you're there, and you guys have so much success, and then they go and win the Super Bowl. You guys helped laid the foundation for that. How much joy do you take in your players and team and former team accomplishing the greatest feat?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for those guys that, uh, you know, the Derek Wolfs that we selected, the Malik Jacksons, uh, you know, the guys that, that, that we helped develop, you know, guys that work so hard on their own. Guys like Chris Harris and Danny Trevathan and Brandon Marshall, all those guys. Uh, but the bottom line is, I'm now, on the, I'm, I'm now in Oakland, <laughs> and the Broncos are on our schedule twice a year, and I'm happy for them. You know, hey, congratulations! But we're going after them. I mean, it's it's uh, you know we're going after our division and everybody in our division, and um, so I'm, I'm happy for those guys. I, I take pride in the fact that you know many of those guys we helped uh, you know help select, help bring them there, whether it be free agency or the draft. Uh, so I'm happy for them. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they're they're on our hit list. You know, we're, we we've we've got to get after those guys and find a way to knock them down.
0: I got well, I got another question because you're Mister Cali, and I'm sure everyone's this week's going. Do you think that football's going to work in L.A.? You went to USC and all that stuff. I don't want to know if you think it's going to work. I want to know what was it like when the NFL was in L.A.? What was that atmosphere like? Uh, I guess when you were back then.
3: I mean, as a college kid. Um, I mean, it was, it was my team that was down there. Uh, so I felt like the, you know, the Raiders followed me down to LA when I went <laughs> down there, of course. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just joking. Uh, but as, a, as, a, uh, as a, a guy in college, it was awesome to have that experience to be able to go over to the Coliseum, you know, playing the games on, on Saturday, then walk over and watch a game on Sunday. Uh, it was pretty cool for me. Um, in terms of what it'll be in the business community and how that'll all get supported and all that stuff. I just know there are an awful lot of people down there. So, you know, you hope it's real successful for the league. For sure.
1: Well, what's a, i got to ask you about your quarterback real quick because I am such a big Derek Carr fan. Uh, what, you know, you talked about, I know when we were there last year, you talked about your team and just changing the culture. What's going to kind of be your mantra to the team going into the year? Uh, and I know you kind of talked about it, just about learning how to win games, but just the next step in the Derek Carr development and what you'd like to see out of him.
3: Yeah, continued growth. You know, I feel the same way about Derek as I do about Khalil. Uh, two guys that came in together two years ago, had two really good years to the start of their career, but they're just getting started. And uh, we need them to continue to develop. We need them to put in the work. We need them to, to remain uh, great teammates the way they are. They're both great young men, uh, great teammates, very approachable. Uh, they get along well with their teammates, they push their teammates. So we need them to be who they are, stay true to themselves, continue to work, continue to grow as we grow as an organization. Right. I'm just putting all these pieces together right now. Yeah, he's got what, it going on, dude, my man Dude, what an here. awesome
0: situation. Yeah. You go there and you have a key pass rusher, a key thrower of the football. You have a fan base that is, like, really rallying. You've got a ton of salary, cap. This has got to be pretty exciting to think about where you guys are right
3: now. Well, we're definitely tracking in the right direction. There's no question about that. I think – you know, last year was a, was about establishing a foundation. We laid that foundation, establishing a winning culture, uh, a culture where we're going to go in and expect excellence every day. I think we've we've done that, and so now we add to it. Now we add, you know, add some talent, some Billies and some Joes. So hmm. it's not it's not about the X's and the O's. You got to get the <laughs> Billies and the Joes. It's the guys that can make the difference, and that's what we're here at the combine. We're going to look for guys here, and then obviously in free agency as well. Awesome, right.
0: Coach Jack Del Rio, you are the man. Good luck, kick some ass this week. Go, go Raiders, Raiders the baby. Boss. The Raiders. Right. See you, Jack. There you go. Go Raiders. Be That's good. awesome.
3: Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Be- hey, thanks,
1: thanks, Coach. Thank you, man. He's, uh, he's an awesome guy. Uh, I really do Is like he a him. He was a linebacker. He was a linebacker. He was a very good linebacker. Not just a linebacker. Personality yeah. linebacker. What's a oh, linebacker? Well, person. <laughs> they're like they're rhinos. You know, they're rhinos, Rams,
0: whatever you want to say. They just yeah. got like concrete in their front of their brains. Uh, it's interesting
1: because Singletary
0: was a linebacker, but like totally different personalities between those two guys.
1: Yes, but still, this like, if you were in the room with Jack, you'd go, "Oh, Jack's got a very strong, quiet presence
0: about him. Like you can ask questions. Like compare in, his personality. to Jeff Fisher, because oh. I feel like they're kind. They kind of remind me of each other. There,
1: there is some similarities there. You're, you're right. Del Rio can look at you like in production meetings every now and then. He could intimidate you a little bit because like if you what? ask the question, he might look at you and be like, "Like you're not sure." Is he looking at me like with this weird you look? Example, it a, did this a, happen? Because it was a smart question, or he really thought it was dumb. Did this happen? Uh, well, I got to. I've covered them. I think three times in the last two years, uh, and of course, just once this past year. But um, no, I, I can't say anything specifically, but. He's the boss of the room when he yeah. comes in, and he establishes that, and he has a good way of when you do ask her a dumb yeah. question of kind of just like, kind of just getting to the right part of the right. answer instead of going, oh, Chris, you were right. Like, well,
3: you know,
0: yeah, he's good, but this guy's better. He blah, gets blah, you blah, back blah. on he message. He gets right back on message, right. uh, I've been thinking about this all week. Right if the Eagles continue to do really dumb things like pursue Nick Foles or publicly talk about how they <laughs> want Chase Daniel, right. I am going to put partial fan? my allegiance to the Raiders. Okay, the, I, have, I, I have always liked that team a right. little bit. I right. think they're the bad boys, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, Doug Peterson continues to do things that I don't like. So I uh, just put it out there now. Okay. Because, look, we're not fans anymore. No, we're not. We're We're in too deep. deep. We're professionals. We're in way too deep. And I like teams that... Or in the right direction, and yeah. they're doing that. And Oakland's one of those Yeah, there's teams. something to be very excited about. Speaking Oakland. of good directions. Oh, gosh.
1: This is way too early to have this piece of crap in this podcast already. He's I'm out. I'm what?
0: Out. Steven got a haircut, too? He Did got you a, get haircut? a haircut? So, Dude, look at this. We're like three oh, well-trimmed men. also hasn't
2: buttoned his shirt for the podcast in over a I know. Month he's year. so like Johnny Rockstar
1: over
4: here.
2: <laughs> it's a
1: deep
4: Rockstar, V. It's a deep V. I mean, I mean just v. look at that.
2: Look Uh-oh. at that white tee.
0: What do you got in your hand there, Steve? I
4: came something to Fania. I don't know. Did you just part of your paper? It was part of that.
0: Yeah, I got my relatives. Out they there. have these
4: yes. weird sections. I was like, I was like, are, are you
0: asking a question about what is the new modern family <laughs> in America? <laughs> I think it was part of the. Is it the inside of your paper? It's hetero- yeah. heterogeneous. Uh,
4: what hey up, guys. brother? Hey, dude. How was Ali eleven? You, you seem like a new person in a good way. I feel good.
0: You feel good? I uh, love the fact I was going to cough right there. for no reason. It's almost he, out of
4: my system.
5: His mommy didn't
1: like that I made fun of his cough last week. No, it wasn't the cough.
0: It's that you went, You went. oh, you're smoking a pack? And she went, are you smoking a pack? And I went, no, I'm not smoking anything. <laughs> oh, I mean, imagine. I mean,
1: imagine. Just that little comment, what that did to his life, yet he called me flirty in front of my wife, and he wants to complain you're about 40. that
0: Send it to your wife. I'm just kidding. But he wore a mask on the airplane. He's going to do it from now on. Yeah, I I think I'm going to do is officially the weird guy on the airplane. Wait, why are you wearing a mask on the
4: plane? See, I don't know. if Let's see if I can. I'll bring up the picture. No, they
0: can't. Because
1: he's a a germaphobe, a little. Yeah. Right. But I understand the last
0: two flights I've taken, I've gotten sick afterwards. Well, it's a cesspool of sickness. And as much as you touch
1: your nose, too, you're going to get sick. Absolutely. But Nelson wore the mask, and I kind of want to wear the
2: mask. Can you see it? I can put that on afterwards. Words that everyone can see it. Okay. That's airplanes nice. are right. disgusting.
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna discuss Disgusting, to disgusting. That. Did, uh, well, I, that's a really a that's like, I mean, you want to talk about let's a do a cesspool? research project? Yeah. Can somebody can Dateline NBC or somebody go check to see if airlines ever clean their well, airplanes? Well, look,
0: so Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving recently got sick on off this was one of your download things. No. And he blamed it on bed bugs. And then the hotel came out and said, well, bed bugs can come from anywhere. Right. And I a guy that does some bleach report radio, Noah Kozlov, and all that stuff, he was tweeting out. He brings like a spray bottle of vinegar, and he sprays down his Vinegar's bag and his bed yeah. because who knows what these people are carrying? Like the bed bug guy could be in the the plane next to you. Yeah. yeah look, the bed I bugs sick. make you sick though. I don't I know. They I just can't. Goo- they make can Gross. I don't like. No, they, they bite like, you oh, and they can infect I've you. I've come down with the plague. <laughs> I, I the bed s- bugs have <laughs> gotten me again. But if you're going to tell me that you don't think insects can spread oh, disease. Yeah, I'm sure, right. No, I don't. But this goes back to my thing. It. I don't like to be around people anymore. The, I just don't like it. Yeah. People are overrated. Yeah. Uh, They're very overrated. But, so
4: I scared the shit <laughs> out of the guy next to me on the plane because I started wearing the, the medical mask. Yeah. And I put it on, and the guy immediately goes, are, are you are you okay? And I'm like, I'm
0: like, are you infected?
4: I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to be after this Flight. Oh, I cussed <laughs> twice, but uh, well, planes are the worst. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't like so it. So I don't mess with them anymore. Are right. uh, you ready to go down low?
0: Oh, I've been ready. Let's go down low.
4: Well, guys, it uh, is spring
0: look in
4: this. terms of baseball, and they say mm-hmm. hope spring's eternal this time of year. You know what else is happening in spring training? U.N.S. Yeah. Tespodes yeah. is driving ridiculous vehicles. Yeah, we got it. We
0: got a picture of the New York Post. That's right New The New bat
4: tricycle one day, a Lamborghini the next. My question for you two is, which comic book character Ugh. has the ride that you wish you could drive every single
1: day? All right. Day? Well, first of all, I mean, you know, like, okay, the only comic book character I know that has, right, a, f- not, has a freaking fictional, car is Batman. Fictional. So, so we'll say say tell comi- me another
0: one. But I, I will say, what's funny is, so when eventually my Von Miller piece comes out. I like Superman's cape. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, that was be my answer. Flying is my vehicle. Von Miller Made a car look exactly like the Batmobile, and he has like Batman logos everywhere. Right. That's the cool. But what's cooler, the old Batmobile, which is like the long yeah. one, where it's like, or the new one where he can like spin around and drive. on yeah, The new one's amazing. The new yeah. one's. Pretty DeAndre cool.
4: Jordan did something with BR for that, right? I think yeah, DeAndre Jordan it. had a
0: Batmobile. Yeah. So but that would be. Give me another superhero that has a a
5: fictional of character. Vehicle? Sims. Okay. Does Aquaman
0: uh, swimming okay. count? Yeah, he probably has an awesome submarine. Suit. Guess well, that's is. a good I'm one. Out, would, you rather, out, would you rather have the Batmobile or Iron Man suit? I mean Iron Ooh. Man suit. The Batmobile's cool. The Batmobile's cool. But, <laughs> but out, right? what Iron would Man? your son pick? Uh,
1: He'd pick, like, Ooh.
0: Hulk's jumping.
1: Yeah, he probably would pick Hulk, right? Yeah. Now, actually, right now, he's all in the Star Wars, so he's going to be Luke Skywalker. Who, all right,
0: it. that's a good one. Would you rather have the Death Star <laughs> or, or the, the millennium, millennium Falcon, Falcon yeah. or the Batmobile?
1: Oh, um, hmm.
4: I don't don't know the Green
0: Hornet? Hornet? I don't know what the. Right, f- let me ask, it. It. I'm I'm me ask you this. I don't watch it. the Green Hornet. I'm out. On but the Green I just
4: want uh, Iron Man's R8. Right, That's I'm, cool. I'm. I'm curious who in your playing days yeah. had the most ridiculous arrival into training camp? Oh, okay. Well, that, that's a good one. There is, remember
0: when Reggie Wayne had like multiple years? We came in a helicopter and right. then we came in like a school bus. Right. That, like, I'm school sure. Bus. Did
1: Warren come up crazy? Warren was not crazy. Warren always had like a cool Mercedes or a sports car, certainly. Albert Hainsworth was a guy that, I mean, it, he could drive a different. Uh, Ferrari or Lamborghini to work every day of the week. Did so he spent a lot of his money? He spent, a lot, he spent a lot of it. He was hilarious. He loved his money, that's for sure. I mean, he was one of the few guys in the NFL, or I should say, uh, he was always like, you guys... Yeah, he was hilarious. He would go in the locker room you guys are going to vote for Obama? He goes, I'm not voting for Obama. I like my money. <laughs> <laughs> so he was hilarious <laughs> from that standpoint because that's a rare point <laughs> of view from anybody inside the locker room. But regardless, uh, he was one... I've talked about him before on here. Dwight Smith, my yes. my homie down in Tampa, DB had the two Super Bowl pick ints yeah. against the Raiders. Now he didn't have money like a Sapper them, but man, he sure the hell acted like it. And he always had. You want to cough because you're trying to hold it I'm in. Trying to hold it in. Finish the
0: story. Don't cough.
1: Bentleys, uh, I mean uh, Rolls Royces. Yeah. We actually rented a Rolls Royce together at, for a, what at a. We were at a, a charity event. And one of the things to bid on was you could have a Rolls Royce with a chauffeur for the night. So we were young and stupid, and we had a few drinks in us, and we had too much money in our pockets. (laughs) And we bid on that. And we had just a random Friday night in Tampa, Florida. How did you
0: use it? Where we would go to, like, not even a cool club,
1: and we'd pull up in the front, and we had, like, the chauffeur let us out of our... (laughs) <laughs> Our Phantom <of> Rolls Royce. <laughs> it's like we movie. were big time. It Did was it work out funny. for you at all? Uh, I mean, the, the night worked out. Usually, no matter what, but, oh. uh, Rolls Royce or not, because you're so flirty. I was gonna say <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it was, I was there. And to I rallies to and order a burger and your Rolls Royce. Rallies, <laughs> nice. No, like we barely used it the whole night. That was the, really the scam of That's it. That's funny. He like picked us up and dropped us
4: off, and that was it. All right, what yeah. else you got for us? I think that I, Fendrick that wanted it? to keep it tight today. So keep I it think tight. That, keep that it tight. Keep it tight. Johnny Spreadsheet. Over Fendrick here. Lamar, uh, just, just the one. I know you guys got to get moving with, with We Mal- got a lot of stuff. It's really we
0: on. Well, we, we, we were talking earlier about the rant, and the one thing that it kind of, not a lot of people talked about because it doesn't impact one team or one player. Right. Was it $120 million, Fendrick, uh, that the NFL did the not Street,
2: Yeah, roughly $120 million of ticket revenue during the past three years that they withheld by creating an exemption, and this is from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, that kept about $50 million in salary out of the players' pockets. That
1: is just, it's so unbelievable. It angers me, too. I can't even tell you. Uh, I, I mean, I love the government. They love to look into all these issues with sports and all this. You want to look into an issue, government? Look into the fact that uh, in an uncapped salary year, Two teams that spent money got in trouble for spending money in an uncapped salary year. They got fined by the NFL. So doesn't that tell you that there was, what, collusion? Collusion. Thank you. I couldn't figure the word. Collusion out behind the scene. And then this. I mean, you're going to take over a $100 million out of player. Oh, yeah, they misplaced it. Bowl. Psh, I don't even know what to say. But it angers me because if the players owed the owners 10 cents, they'd go, you owe us 10 cents. They'd have something in the mail for you every day. You owe us 10 cents. You owe us 10 cents. But they misplaced 120. My thing was, when I saw the story uh, came
0: down, I was like, oh, does that mean they're going to cut a check to all the players in the NFL but no, they're putting it back into the salary cap for this year, You're right? And your point. And my point was, right. So why is there going to be like the upper one percent of free agents that are going to take all this money when? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is go Guy's got a cough. Joe Campbell over I'm here. I'm almost done. Um, <laughs> no, but like, why? Why wasn't it like like you were saying, like the guys that maybe got like two hundred thousand dollars last year? But they were like, sorry, we're out of money, when they could have gotten $400,000. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. Like, no, why is it
1: going to all the other players? Right. What about the guys that got ripped off last year? Go ahead and cough again. This is just awesome. shut up. And <laughs> episode
0: 52. I'm <laughs> going <laughs> uh, <laughs> to get it out. It's almost done. <laughs> Please don't edit it. I can't out. wait until you're sick. This is funny. And I'm just going to pepper you well, with I know.
1: And You've had the cough now for um, a week. 23 days. So. I've had it for a week.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> how is scouting going? hey. How's scouting? How are you doing? Going? Scouting. <laughs> scouting. Ah, it's great. going good. Alright, so you have done yeah. the quarterbacks, quarterbacks, defensive backs, just, and D-line. Right. I'm just
1: trying to get the And you're big watching name a few guys. games
0: of each guy. Two to three games of each guy. You came out of that room right, talking about Carson Wentz yes. like he is the next coming. Carson Wentz is really special. Give me the what you saw out of Carson Wentz.
1: Right, okay. Carson Wentz, uh, I mean, listen, I was excited about Jameis Winston last year. Uh, I, was, of course, was excited about Andrew Luck when he came out. I, I have less questions about, I think, about Carson Wentz than I can remember anybody. And I haven't How been is a bad that leading. possible? I know. Because
0: Jameis Winston played in a national championship right. for Florida State. I understand. Andrew Luck was on Stanford. I understand. I this know. kid is and on you know North, North Dakota loved, State. Right. you got know, no questions right. about
1: Here, wipe that spit off yeah. your chest there. <laughs> You're
0: on fire today. Dude, answer the fire. <laughs> Good <laughs> question. How do you have no questions about a guy that played at North Dakota State against one A team? Yeah, I know. Well, you know, we
1: had those questions about against, about Khalil Mack and his uh, perform-
0: the not team was going against. That's true. He had tape against Ohio okay, State. Okay.
1: This guy's got tape against some Division One football teams as well. I just, okay. But, so what are you saying? But regardless, saying. okay. I, I understand the competition's not the same. You just said you had no questions.
0: I thought that was crazy.
1: Well, yeah, I don't have a lot of questions because this is the first thing I'll say, just to dive into the one A topic. I understand that quality of play is not the same. But at the same time, they're still good players. North Dakota State sent out more pros to the NFL than Texas has the last few years. It's the only time you're allowed to use that. So on the podcast let's you've get done it one. You're done. I've done it twice. All well, right. You've said
0: it like every second. Really? Um, yeah. Every so second.
1: It's the first time I'm talking about North Dakota State. Exactly. When, so. Exactly. But I'm just saying that. Okay. It. So yeah. there.
0: So but that. So
1: but then again, they have speed coming off the edge in one aa There's okay. there, There's plenty of speed. I mean, we're talking break about down this game. Old, break down this game. All right. But regardless awesome athlete. I think he's going to run somewhere high 4.5, low 4.6. He has a special arm. Now, he has a better arm than Jameis Winston or Andrew Luck. He has a... Better arm than Andrew Luck? Yes, he does. Yes. Well, Jameis Winston, I would say, has a better arm than Andrew Luck. So, but, yes, he has a better arm than either one of them. Uh, Wentz's arm is special. And and I think I told you when I first watched it, uh, it's a little bit Michael Vick-ish, in my opinion. Got that real tight... Real tight motion, and it's like its own independent slingshot. And he is not, and I know you guys always go, oh, you're obsessed with arm strength, all that. Great. Uh, He is the best all-around thrower I have seen. I am so impressed by some of the touch throws. Throws where the receiver's 15 yards downfield, and he's got somebody grabbing him still. And Wentz goes, oh, man, I know he's about to come open, but the guy's grabbing him, and I'm going to get hit, and i got to throw it. He throws it 10 feet extra higher in the air, even though it's 45 yards downfield. The guy gets free, looks up, and he's like, bam, right in his hands. It's wow. a number of phenomenal throws. Um, some of his best throws are incompletions. Or Who does throws. he remind
0: you of? Who would be the pro player? I, you know, I, I said
1: at first, I mean, he's, as a pure pocket passer, he has a stature and a way he throws in the pocket a little bit. Like I know I said the release was Vic. But even looks like Brady at times, but he's so much more athletic than a Brady. He can really run like a car. I mean, like an Andrew Luck. Maybe he's a better runner than an Andrew Luck. Um, so this
0: is like the slam. This dunk kid quarterback. is the number two pick of the NFL draft, he, yeah, hands down. Because Tennessee's not going to take him.
1: But this kid is so talented. You think teams he, are going to think about trading up to number one for him. Really? That's, yes. He is going to be the first quarterback taken. I have no. I'm not even. I asked you this before. I that. already know this. Yeah. I
0: know that you rank your quarterbacks in this draft. Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, right, and then a, uh, Paxton Lynch. Yes, right. The gap between Wentz and Goff, how big is it in your
1: mind? It's it's substantial. Uh, like Mariota is better than Goff. Let's just say that from last year, right? I'm going to say Winston, Mariota, bet, both better than Goff or Paxton Lynch. You want to cough again? Um, but uh, no, okay. Then um, I, Goff is a definite first rounder. You can, I think, uh, watching two games, maybe two plus now. He's certainly worthy of a top fifteen pick. Oh, so you you're really uh, impressed he's a very with him good player. Too. Yes, he's a good athlete. He's a good thrower of the ball. His arm has more power in it than I gave him credit for, and the little I saw, uh, yeah, I really liked him. And I watched like the Utah game where he threw five interceptions. I wanted to watch like his worst game yeah. of the year. It wasn't that bad. I mean, he got a little unlucky, and he made and I know a lot
0: Miller of- feels the same way. Matt Miller, our NFL is he here? draft lead yep, oh, okay, analyst, cool. is going to join us out back there in, in. Indianapolis. Yeah, hi Miller. Hey Miller, how are you, buddy?
5: Hey, doing well, guys. Doing well. I-, I heard Sims talking up the quarterback, so now I'm excited.
0: Yeah, Sims is an enormous fan of Carson Wentz. He thinks he is the best yeah. quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck.
1: Yeah, I think he's up there with him. I would say physically gifted. He's up there. I don't even know who the last guy I would put in his. He's more physically gifted and has more potential upside than Andrew Luck. Are I say you that.
0: Miller? Are you a Carson Wentz? Number one. Or are you Jared Goff? Number one in terms of quarterbacks?
5: I'm going to cheat here. I have them tied right now, to be honest, okay. because I like a lot of things about both guys. But to, to Chris's point, I, I've heard Carson Wentz compared athletically to Andrew Luck, to Cam Newton. Uh, he's a player I had a hard time coming up with a pro player comparison for. because. Yes he is so athletic i mean he kind of reminded me of blake bortles in terms of athleticism right until he had to run in the open field and he's a better runner so right he's a unique dude and uh, when we get a chance to when you guys get a chance excuse me to talk to him you're going to fall in love with him because he is super super smart he's one of those i'm going to own the room quarterbacks uh, he walked into a, a great situation at north dakota state they had won you know three straight uh, fcs championships he comes in as the starter his junior year and they get better. I mean, he's just a great, great player. I mean, there's, there are questions. I think his mechanics get a little little lazy at times. He's got to get his elbow up. But there's a lot to work with. And if you're talking about first quarterback off the board, Cleveland Brown's sitting there at number two unless they trade up. I think that they like Carson Wentz more than Jared Goff. Did you yeah.
0: meet him too, Nelson? Did you meet Carson Wentz? Carson, we watched him. We watched What him did you think of him in person football. when you watched him?
4: Uh, about what I saw because I had been listening to Miller. i got to put my FB in there. Yeah. But I've been listening to Miller doing videos with him. And so – you know, I, he didn't surprise me. He did what he was supposed to do. I thought. At yeah. Bowl. he like he was far and away the best quarterback down in Mobile. Nobody was even close. Right. Uh, I know a lot of people are falling in love with Dak, which Miller talked about yeah, in, in a Buzz piece. It's but. Yeah. a
1: tough. It's a tough. I agree with Miller. when He said it's, it's tough to come up with a pro player comparison because he's got such great pocket ability and it's rare to see a great pocket passer like this have this type of athletic ability right Other, like he runs over people yeah like, it was awesome i've seen like few you've clips. seen the right you've seen right. it i mean he is a physical runner at 6'5 235 or whatever he is you know he's got a nice structure you want to go ahead and coffee no me? You know,
4: I, i'll say this cuz i'm not a former nfl quarterback i'm not a, a talent evaluator you like, a former NFL quarterback? no i'm not i mean yeah. i'm surprised folks uh, so you know, I can't speak to a lot of the things that people are looking for in terms of yeah. the fundamentals and all that, but just watching him interact with some of the players there, uh, how he what he would he was sprint, sprinting every drill, which I know you, know, yeah. you look out for Captain Tryhards, right. but you right. like those guys working, talking to receivers after every route. That's worked, one thing he, I look at the combine. He worked a lot with Braxton Miller on the side, so that's why we were joking like, hey, that a team could go. Uh, or excuse me, Carson Wentz round one, Braxton Miller round two. Right. Because those guys seem to have developed a good rapport down in Mobile. Miller, that's
0: the one thing that I love to watch. And by the way, Combine is one of my favorite weekends of the year because I think it's just fun to watch all these guys and see them interacting. And that's a thing that is very underrated is watching the groups interact. (coughs) Miller. Ha! Ha! Miller of Paxton Lynch, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz. How do you think those guys will interact with each other? Break down their personalities and how you think they'll kind of intertwine.
5: Well, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz have the same agent. They've been working out together, so there's a lot of – friendly competition nice. there but listen these guys all want to be the first quarterback drafted and you know Chris remembers what that's what's that what that is like excuse me so I think that golf is uh, you know he's the guy that everyone's gonna like you know he's, he's an easy guy to get along with I think Paxton Lynch is the one that because he's kind of outside their circle I mean, he's really vying for that spot and I, I think when you look at his I haven't spent a whole lot of time with him but I think there's a chip on his shoulder because you know all throughout the season he was the darling he was the guy that a lot of the draft experts were really touting as this is the number one quarterback in the draft this guy could be the number one overall pick I never felt that way myself and now we get to you know February and it's like well maybe he's the number three quarterback and maybe he'll go in the first round so I think there's a bit of a chip on his shoulder but when you look at golf you look at Wentz, like they're two guys who are very very similar in their personalities they're both super super smart uh, so that definitely plays into something that, you know, you get them in a room. It's not just football. These are two very educated, very well-rounded guys. And the fact that they're working out together every day, like I love that. I love that they're down there competing. They're not afraid of each other. And I, it's only going to make them both better. I think, I think so,
1: too. Miller, what what about, you know, uh, one of the guys that I, I hear is very polarizing through this draft so far, just the process, early stages I'm in. You know, what do you hear about Christian Hackenberg in Penn State? Because there's this faction of people out there that love him. What do you think? And want to, well, I don't think he's an NFL starting quarterback at this point right now. He's not in the same class as the three guys we've just talked about. He does have the potential to be a starting quarterback one day in the NFL. The size, arm strength. But to say he justifies, like I hear some people talking about him like, oh, he could be Early second round, late first round. I don't see how you can watch the film and justify what that sanely.
5: No, I'm with you, Chris. And I've actually I've asked scouts about that. And, I, and a couple of them have told me, go back and watch his freshman year. He's going to look like a first-round pick then. Now, James Franklin ruined Christian Hackerberg. There's no like nice way to put this. Right. They handcuffed him. They had no bubble talent screens, around him on the offensive screens. line at wide receiver bubble screens, so yeah you have a 6'5 240 pound quarterback let's throw jets jet screens and bubble screens and intermediate passes all day so they really did him a disservice i think he'll have a very good week here because he is super impressive just on the hoof i mean he right. looks like a pro quarterback so the the thing with him is well, how much credit do you put in the last two years where you know this past year his stats weren't that bad but the film was just it was uh, it's cringe it's it is so, it is cringeworthy i see him as a second round guy right yeah second round guy, but if you're bill O'Brien you had success with him as a freshman you recruited him you still talk to him every week, which is something that they do I do take him you know late first round when you desperately need a quarterback yeah. I think sometimes we overconnect those dots like Doug Marone or Ryan nassib but sometimes i mean where there's smoke there's fire and those two will be a perfect match whether it's first round or second round I see him as a second round guy but a lot of teams need quarterbacks, so you, you would be sitting there holding your Miller, breath. Miller, I, I was right. given
0: breaking news today about the first guy that you and Sims are really going to disagree on. That person apparently is Noah Spence. Can you give me your breakdown of Noah Spence, and then Sims is going to do his breakdown of Noah Spence? Because I know a lot of people, and I think including yourself, have him as the number one pass rusher in this class. So what do you, what do you think, honestly, about Noah Spence?
5: I think that he is an electric player standing up. I don't like him as a four-three a defensive end. I think he's too small. I think he's a little bit too stiff in his lower half. But if he can stand up, if he can play that Von Miller, DeMarcus Ware role, I think he's going to be very, very good. And hes I guess you wouldn't call him my number one pass rusher. He's my number one stand-up rusher. I mean, he, he understands how to dip his shoulder. He understands how to accelerate out of his turn. And he can truly bend the edge. Now, he's not great against the run. He doesn't have amazing length. So I don't think he's going to, you know, pop the measurables there, but he's going to test really well. He's yes. fast. Now, I have questions about the off-field, too. I mean, I've known this kid for two years, and I'm not sure how early I would sign off on him as a draft pick, and, and my job's not on the line if I miss on a guy like that. For but sure. I, I think in terms of stand-up rushers, this is a weak stand-up rusher class. It is. He's the best of that group.
4: If I can jump in before Sims, watching him in Mobile, he was ridiculous. I mean, a lot yes. of people, LaRaven right. Clark, a lot of people were raving yes. about this kid's measurables. Yeah. Noah Spence abused LaRaven Clark constantly, right? And the off-the-field issues, he's very open about it. He yes. wants, he's in front of that, con- which is which is what you have to be yeah. in his situation, sure. which I think works. Well, in his the favor first for the thing interviews.
1: with the off-the-field issues, I want to just say this: right, he must not be that great of a player for Urban Meyer to cook him, kick him out. Urban Meyer's had worse off-the-field well, issue Urban players. Didn't.
5: The Big Ten did. Big okay, Ten. Yeah. so that's
1: a different story. So thank you for correcting me there. Nice. Yes. Uh, so it's different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, but. I, I just don't see it. I see nothing special with the first step. I see nothing special with Bend. I think he's very stiff. Um, I think you're doing an incredible disservice to Joey Bosa by even putting this kid in the same class as him. I don't see it. The sacks I do see, they're not like, oh, wow, what physical prowess you have. They're like first play of the game i think it was the north carolina state game he got a, got off a good jump the guy got around him but then there's way too many stalemates from that point on i just i don't see it right at this you point you said very similar
0: t- things about randy gregory last year right he's not he's a not he's
1: not as good as randy gregory i could see the justification of randy gregory i i'm saying it now what the hell is today's date i don't know february 20 something 23rd. But I'm saying that now this kid is going to drop 24th. down the boards, I, I think. I don't care how good the senior bowl was. When coaches start to really evaluate this game on film, there's nothing to be excited about in my, in my, in my judgment. And I watched Kentucky, North Carolina State, and Alabama-Jacksonville. So
0: when you hear that, Miller, do you think it's because of the lack of stand-up rushers in this class, or is Sims seeing something that you're not seeing, or are you seeing something that Sims isn't seeing?
5: Well, I think he bends better than Chris does, and this is a a long conversation we should both have after we've seen, you know, 10 to 12 games together. But I I think he definitely has that hip flexibility. I, I think he can turn the corner, and I think he also understands how to use his shoulders well, how to use his hands. I mean, he has big, powerful hands. So I think with Spence, like, some of it is upside. I mean, this is a kid. He only played one year at EKU two years at Ohio State, and he had a break in the middle there when he was dismissed by the Big Ten. So it's also about what he can be, not so much what he is. But, you know, I agree with Chris. I have Bosa ranked quite a bit higher, but I see him as more of a down defensive lineman, not a stand-up pass rusher. Who
0: are the people at the combine that we're going to let you go that you're most excited to see their measurables and out there because you have some questions about that?
5: Well, I mean, the biggest one is Jalen Smith, the uh, linebacker from Notre Dame. He would be number one overall on my board if he were healthy, had that knee injury in the Fiesta Bowl. So he's not going to do anything here, obviously, but I just want to see where he's at in the rehab process. I want NFL team doctors to evaluate this guy and then text me and say, you know, the knee looks great or he's going to have to redshirt a year because that's the big question right now. It's going to be similar to Todd Gurley watching that. But I'm definitely excited to see where he's at in his rehab. On the field, man, I just want to watch Jalen Ramsey because that kid is special. So watching him run, watching him do DB drills, Jalen Ramsey is the best player in this class, guys. I don't think it's close. Last
0: question for you. For all the guys out there that want to be doing your job or want to get into scouting, how should they watch the combine this weekend? How do you watch it that's not just looking at 40 times? What else are you paying attention to?
5: Well, yeah, not just 40 times, but, you know, I keep track of every workout, and I compare that against a baseline that NFL teams have. You know, I want to see arm length, hand size, because all that does matter. Now, there are outliers in every group. There's a Russell Wilson or a Drew Brees, but for the most part, like, these numbers matter. So I want to watch every drill and then compare them across the board because I think numbers can lie, but, like, at the end of the day, there's a correlation to guys like Khalil Mack or Von Miller, who you could tell they're freak athletes when they're here. And when that matches what you see on game film, like that's when you get really do excited. You have, about do you that's have like, spreadsheets of Jay years Ramsey. past
0: of all these numbers? And do you like compare them? Is that how you do this?
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have all the way back to 2007. I have every combine, every workout, every measurement. Dude, I'm, I'm full on nerd about this stuff. So it, you it's have to a, be, you a big know. process. But. You have to be. It's a, a 365 job now.
0: All right, so then after the combine, we're going to have you all next week, and you're going to kind of compare all the measurables, and we'll kind of look at who are the freaks, who are the Chris Conleys, the Byron Jones, the guys that go out there and take over, the Jarek McKinnons.
5: Yeah, looking forward to it, guys. It'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. All right, good Miller. Miller. Love you, See brother. You Thanks, man. See you guys. Me what did either. you write down? I
1: wrote down three things. First of all, the first thing that really would scare me about Spence is, you know what, what 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 his legs and his butt. He doesn't have he's it. All, he has no legs, no butt. He's all guns. I mean, you're terrified and, of Sean Open, then. Well, I haven't seen him yet, so I'm, I'm early stages. Got but it. that always scares me because you show me some great pass rushers who don't have a great pair of ass and legs.
0: That's They don't exist. And even a guy like Vic Beasley, who has, has had ass and legs, not going to have a ton of no, still not success. No, and that's the thing I don't
1: see with this guy. I don't see premier athletic ability. I'll let you guys watch the film on, on my little iPad or whatever. Uh, the, he is... I see none of this getting low around the corner like Von Miller. And then, to add to that, you know, the old phrase that we talk about, can he, uh, what is it, speed to power? Yes. He, he really doesn't have a power rush. So, I, I, I'm, I'm actually blown away. I was expecting to turn this on and go, this man, dominating. this is Khalil Mack. And I saw average play. Average. It's, what else did you write down? I wrote Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. I was Joe Joe Abosa. I cannot get this guy's name right. (laughs) How is that possible? I know. Joey Abosa. I know. I always want to add the "uh" in there for some reason. Joe Abosa. (laughs) Joey Abosa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because he does say "uh" a lot when you (laughs) (laughs) meet him. Like we met him, and he was like, "Uh." He snailed you. He snailed
0: him back. I got him. No, he got him
1: first. I think Bosa got you second. No,
0: Bosa got me first. Bosa got him first. I would never even think of snailing someone until
1: he snailed. But either way, oh, I know it's so crazy for me to think you would do that. The Bosa is really talented. I was shocked. All right, well, let's get this out Both of the way compl- right here. Three, Everyone's
0: going to compare him to just, J.J. Watt because he's white. He's not J.J. So Watt. What There's is no he?
1: way because J.J. Watt's a bigger, stronger man. J.J. Watt's two eighty-eight, two ninety. This guy's. He told us he's he's two sixty-five. He is an outside linebacker. Yeah, four, but did he lose weight from the end. combine? I don't know. He's but an outside linebacker? He could play outside linebacker, yes. He could be every, He could be Willie McGinnis if he wanted, those type Ooh. of guys. They, they drop him back in coverage enough to see him do it. And you're comfortable with him doing They're it? Extremely comfortable. I was shocked at how good of a player he was, though. Why uh, were you shocked? I, I guess, well, you know, I don't watch a ton of college football. Um, but I think he was more athletic and explosive than I gave him credit for when I watched on how TV. How was his power? Uh, his power is legit. His first step is legit. Mm. His bendability is phenomenal. His ability to stop, read the run, oh, wait, it's a play action, and then restart again is phenomenal. Dallas number four now, makes sense for him? Well, do, do, if I had a question about him, it would be he's probably advanced with hand usage because his dad's an ex-NFL player. And he
0: talked about it with us in the exactly. game. He followed Tamba Ali. He so, uses his hands. Right. Yeah. So that's a great advantage in college. Will of, uh, that
1: transition to the NFL quite as much? Probably not. So but, do you like guys to be a little bit more raw? At times, certainly, but that doesn't necessarily mean you just back away from these guys right, too. Of course. Because this guy's—I think bose is a worker. We met him. Yeah, I think he's a true meathead. He loves football. He's a meathead. Uh, I, and the last thing—I know I'm talking a lot. Jalen Ramsey going to be really interesting. What do you uh, mean? Well, he's going to he, be. Miller
0: has him as like his number one overall player. That's that's fine.
1: I I'm curious. What's your take? Yes, on? he's a physical freak. There's no doubt about that. I mean, in what way? Like, what did like, you see that makes you say that? Like. He could run 4-2. He looks like to me, like he could, like on film, he might break Chris Johnson's record this week. He has that type of running ability. He can fly with ease, uh, and his size and acceleration at at that size is phenomenal. How's his ball skills? Uh, Just okay. Like that's where, I'm not sold on this guy as definitely being the number one corner. Freakiest athlete for sure. No doubt. Who corners? But I'm just saying, like I don't think he's as good a cover corner as Marcus Peters last year. Total corner. That was a special freak. Okay. Well, this is the number one player in the draft. You were just talking about. You said the other day you thought he was Byron Jonesy. I think he's Byron Jonesy. Exactly right. That's what I was saying. Which is still fantastic. I think he needs to be more in a. I don't know if you want him on an island all game long. All
0: right. So you've watched the top (laughs) cornerbacks. Yep. Go ahead, Campbell. Top quarterbacks, DBs, and a bunch of the D linemen. Right. In those positions, right? how does this compare to last year's class? Uh, the D lo- well, the edge guys are not quite as talented. Like, there's no Dante Fal-
1: Yeah, D- and I haven't got there. Okay. I really, out of the DNs, I've watched Spence, Bosa, uh, the big guy from Oregon, DeForest, DeForest Buckner, Buckner, who's a just a man-child. Yeah. Um, uh, he's better than the Eric Armstead from last yeah. year, really. Uh, them, the DBs, like I said, Jalen Ramsey was really good. I think the kid from... Florida is the kid I would I would want. I think Vernon he, is, is, I think the he is the most can't miss. He is Ronald Darby. He is Jason Verrett. Just like a compact, like aggressive, super fast acceleration, movement skills, the ability to put his foot in the ground and break on so the you ball. You like
0: Hargraves more than Ramsey? Uh,
1: as a
4: pure, I know m-
0: Felder's a Ramsey fan. Felder. Now Ramsey a might have a, Ramsey.
4: but he like Felder likes him in the next level at safety. Right. So So there, that's that's the part of the question. That's why I'm not sold that he's the
1: best corner because I'm not sure what he is. Okay, but isn't you that good in this Seattle? time of the NFL? Yeah, it, he's, we're
0: all about multiplicity. I'll take him. Tyron Matthew him. can play corner and safety. I will, hmm. I will take him.
1: I will take him. I understand that. I'm just saying, like Jalen Ramsey, need to
0: adjust to the new he'd NFL be a better serves. fit
1: in Oakland, <laughs> Jacksonville, Seattle, where he doesn't have to play man to man on an island all game long. That's all I'm saying. You watch games where he has trouble with some of the quicker, I can stop on a dime type receivers.
0: I want to talk on this before we start wrapping it up. Yeah, what should the Broncos do at quarterback right now? Uh, What do you think? Well, I I think they got. What do you think is going to happen with Peyton? Peyton's going to retire. You think he's going to retire? I
1: I, I think so. I don't think the Broncos want him back. You don't see
0: Peyton there. You're like 95% sure Peyton's not there, whether he retires or they release. Exactly. Yes. I don't. Okay. So then, I heard. I heard in my absence this week. You were saying bring RG3 in?
1: Yes, that is a little bit of a rumor around the NFL, and I do think it makes a lot of sense. Is that a John Elway thing? I don't know if it's a John Elway thing. Um, I mean, I didn't hear it from John Elway, but uh, I think there's a lot of people in NFL circles that. Because you're thinking the Kubiak system. Well, exactly. And I think RG3 fits that. Kaepernick fits that. Now, Kaepernick's still with the 49ers. 49ers say they're not releasing him. Right, so that's that's a moot point. And
0: and and, let's be frank here. His contract is not that much money, no. for, a, for a quarterback in the NFL. No, it's not. For Kaepernick, you're right; it's, yeah, it's fifteen like, million dollars. I mean, and we're talking
1: about giving Kirk Cousins more 20. money than that, and he hasn't done what Colin Kaepernick has done. Fifteen is actually
0: very reasonable. Like if the Eagles could give Sam Bradford fifteen million dollars for one season, I'd absolutely do Right, right. So the, you're exactly right.
1: So you go in that, but then RG three. Yes, I'm not sold on Brock Osweiler being the franchise quarterback. You know that for yes. the Denver Broncos, or for anybody for that matter. Nor do I think his skill set really fits what Denver wants to do. He's a big drop-back passer. Adam Gase drafted him. Do you still have hope in RG3? I haven't given up because the physical ability is there. And he could go to a place like Denver, not have to be depended on to make a ton of big-time decisions in the pocket. He can kind of play their game like he did the rookie year. We're going to run the ball. They have, of course, an amazing defense. And then they're going to present four or five plays a game through game planning where they're going to say, we got this off the run play, we got a deep corner post down the yeah. field, hit it for us, and you'll be a superstar. He
0: can play that kind of football. It's a simplified offense. It's a simplified offense. Which is offense. what Shanahan did for Exactly right. And That's guess, why who I say worked under, guess who worked under Shanahan? Right. Exactly. Gary Cooper. Right. Thank you for that tidbit. That was pretty good. You are good. Okay, so here's how I see the podcast evolving in the next month or two. We're going to get very draft-heavy, and we're going to get very free-agent-heavy. Right. The true thing is, is, there's not a lot of opinions you can have on free agency. Right. We can say who should go where, but I think we'll more react to free agency. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. This is the worst.
1: Like, I'm literally... Well, Tell everybody why you're doing it. It's because of Zoolander
0: 2. You have the black lung, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a merman. I'm a merman. But anyway, uh, we're going to get into draft, and I'd like to get very draft position specific in oh, the next few yeah. weeks. Okay. So... We'll figure it out whether next week is quarterbacks. And we do a deep dive in quarterbacks. And it's a whole episode just on quarterbacks. Right. And then we'll do running backs, wide receivers, all that stuff. Okay. So that we're not... Doing Ramsey, Bosa, yeah, whatever. go all
1: over the place. I know. So we're going to go
0: real – no, it's – I mean, look, this is the right. the combine. Right. We're going to learn a lot about these guys after the combine. Yeah. This is when you learn how really tall is a player.
1: Hargraves, watch out for him in the 42. I'm just I, – okay. I, there was talk about him as far as top end speed, question marks. I don't see it. All I see the guy is be the fastest guy More in the field. More question
4: marks about his, his size. His
1: size, which I can understand that. But I yes. think the NFL's got to be over that. I mean, if you haven't watched Jason Verrett, Ronald Darby, some of the other corners in football who are – just phenomenal lockdown man-to-man corners. Yes. I, I know I would be over that. Janoris so, Jenkins. we're going
0: to get very draft-specific in the next few weeks. We're also going to mix in a lot more pop culture because I know Sims really wants that. Yeah, got to change it up. We're going to retool the podcast. We're going to have some meetings the next few weeks. If you want to... <laughs> <laughs> spreadsheet get on
2: that
1: spreadsheet yeah, we're gonna make a spreadsheet no a longer
0: it. mother Annie's spreadsheet he's corporate I like spreadsheets yeah, This is spreadsheet. confusing
2: preparing for the NFL draft as I don't, I don't even know what you're confusing with it that's all I'm doing that's all the spreadsheet is for I don't know there's a lot Should of we call him spreadsheet, spreadsheet or Excel. Spreadsheet, Google Excel, Sheets. Johnny Corporation. Excel is, I have a lot of names the past for right, him So we're going to call them Spreadsheet.
0: Too. I think that's good. i mother hen. Yeah. So let's get some spreadsheets, and we'll put them the And we'll put just them hang
2: all. them up behind me? Right. Perfect. All right, we'll do it. Thank
1: you. Um, Next if week. you
0: have any ideas that you'd like us to discuss more on the podcast, you can either hit me up, <coughs> at Adam Lefko. Like how he can get rid of his cough. Or the podcast Twitter, which Josh Fendrick runs, which is at Simpson Lefko. And, and this, is, this is like your podcast, too. There it is, at Simpson Lefkoe. So... <laughs> Any opinions uh, you guys have? Any things you're like, hey, you know what? I'd like Steven Nelson to be on there the entire time. No. Say it and let us know. I'm going to power through this because I'm a soldier. I'm Kellen Winslow, too. Yeah. I'm K2. I'm a soldier. Soldier. Um, do you have anything else you want to get out of your system other than making fun of my cough? I don't uh, think so.
1: I mean, you have a little glisten on your forehead? Yeah, but whatever. Uh, when can Gabe get a handheld so he can get close-ups so of his glisten on his head? That's what I would like.
0: That's a great idea for the podcast.
1: Handheld. Yeah, we need a handheld. Okay. On, let's step our game up. Look at, look uh, at Sims throwing out handhelds. Can't hand in a held.
0: podcast without a shoots. Sorry.
1: Peace out, homies. Oh, it's a shoots, shoots. I said sorry yeah. for
4: not doing the shoots. Yeah. Right.
0: DeForest Buckner.
1: Yeah, This is 8-0-8. episode 52. You've done this
4: 50 Shut times. Shut the up and say goodbye, Sims. Peace out, homies. Fedrick.
2: Good night, everybody. Did I get the salute on camera there? Oh, I usually do it, it too right. early. Right. Good night,
0: everybody. All right, Gabe. God. Right, Ooh. You stole Michelle's peace sign. Control room.
1: Way to go, Michelle. Way to hold it down today.
3: Great Way job. Way to keep Ryan. those
1: nitwits in line back there. <laughs> oh, yes, one more. <laughs> yes. If episode I'm,
0: 52. If, the I'm coughing, if I'm coughing next week.
1: If you're coughing next gonna, week, we're going to take this chair out and you have to sit crisscross applesauce on the floor for the whole episode. What the
0: did you just say? You can't say
1: Indian yeah. style anymore. It's not politically correct. Crisscross applesauce. That's, that's what, what they, they call can say it now. Yep.
0: Yeah, but you're, 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 you're sitting crisscross applesauce apple. <laughs> can you guys end this floor? podcast, please? No, we, we're ending it. This is where you should fade down the oh, music. Okay. and we, right. we catch up? No, but seriously, great. See you. Hugh Douglas podcast next week, episode 53. Can't
3: use that.